Hey, Alexa, what crap did John Hicks say this week on the radio? I'm sure I don't want to hear it, but I'm interested to find out. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. And remember, if you have any questions for us here on The Retirement Solution, you can always drop us an email through our website at retirementsolutionradio.com. And actually, we were trying to get our moods up before today's show because I know all the mask wearing, all the social oh. distancing, it's just, it's just wearing on all of us. So I asked John, okay, what would retirement look like for you right now in this moment? And you yeah. had the most interesting answer for me. You know, I, I have a little bit of, of time in the evenings. So in all of this, I've had time to watch a couple of those, what is it, um, like... A, beachfront bargain hunts. Yeah, like beachfront bargain type shows or whatever. <laughs> so my wife and I were watching one, and it wasn't beachfront, but it talked about this couple, like international house hunters. That's what it was, international house hunters. Uh-huh. And uh, this couple was like, they wanted to go to Tuscany in Italy, where it was gorgeous, and they wanted to do a goat farm. Because huh. think about it, if, if you have, if everything else in your world has gone awry, or even if it's done great, how cool would it be? You raise some goats, you learn how to make really good chiev, which is that really good goat cheese. Mm. You're in Italy. I mean, I already know how to make wine. I've been making it for years and interning it in a state fair for years. Oh, Got a couple nice. ribbons too. Oh. It'll get you drunk. <laughs> but it's not necessarily taste good. But, but think about it. So my wife and I were talking, if we just had, if I could make cheese, we learn how to bake really good bread in, a, in an outdoor wood-burning fireplace, and, and we had wine that we could make, would you have to have more in life? So to I answer your question, so. and I did, I said, I think yeah. I would be a goat farmer in Tuscany I support in my this. retirement. I like yeah. this. Yeah. And we encourage that kind of dreaming, especially right now, John, because uh, things in our real lives are a little bit harder to take. So uh, the Tuscany goat farm, I fully support. So that's right. We'll see if so we John, what are you going to do? And I've not had a single client say that they want to do that yet. Though. <laughs> John, I want to be a goat farmer in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet goat farmers in Italy right now are going, that's the dumbest thing you could ever want to be. But I don't know. But it might be Teach nice to own. try for a little bit, especially right now. But uh, I think a, a lot of us though are really focused on what's actually happening here at home and in our realize right now, John. And one thing we're all wondering is how the results of the upcoming elections this Mm. fall might affect things like our retirement savings. So Yahoo Finance put that question to investment analyst Mark Mattson. He had an interesting answer. We've done extensive studies on if it's a Democrat or Republican president, if it's a Democrat uh, or Republican House or Senate. And over time, over the last 70 years, I can't find any correlation between what party's in office or not. So investors would be better off instead of trying to play chicken with the election to just keep their investments long term and then not worry about what happens in the short term. I know it's the hardest thing to do, but setting on your hands and staying long term focus pays the highest dividends. So there's advice hmm. you don't hear every sure. day. I mean, just sit on your hands. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I think this is part of a lot of the investment, you know, strategy where people just say, hey, just buy these handful of funds and never look at it again. Right. Mm-hmm. If we're younger. And if we're building our nest egg, and if even all the way up into maybe five years before we want to retire, honestly, I think that that strategy isn't so bad. I think that often, as long as you have a well-defined strategy where you understand your risk, right? On this show, we call it maximum drawdown. MDD. Mm -hmm. MDD. How much downside risk are we comfortable with so we don't have those knee-jerk reactions? But if you had a quality plan while you're growing money, I think that's great. 
Here's where I think it fails, which is why on this show we're talking about retirement solutions, how to win, not just up to retirement, but completely through the thing, right? Right. So what we're looking at is, would it be wise to sit on your hands when the market goes in a free fall mode if you need that portfolio to give you income? No, guys, that is a terrible idea. And I understand Mark Matson is a, you know, he, he's a really smart guy, by the way. Okay. Uh, he has a really great pedigree, but he's talking to CNBC stock pickers. He's talking to investment professionals. I know he sounds like he's talking to the general masses. He's not. He's talking to very sophisticated people. Huh. The one caveat, though, is he's talking to all ages. He's not talking about those in retirement. Right. So I think it can actually be very devastating. As a matter of fact, if you don't have the right plan and you just sit on your hands with the type of stuff we're seeing. Now, I do think he's also correct, though, Jennifer, in the fact that an election year doesn't necessarily mean a whole bunch about, you know, market ups and downs in that year or two. Okay. I mean, it really doesn't. Uh, but I will make one point on this. And I do honestly feel that this is a big deal. One of the things that could potentially happen is that if Biden wins if in a Biden presidency, we know for a fact those tax rates are going to go up. Right. And that could actually it. cause a tremendous, a tremendous downward pressure on our portfolios. Okay. And, and that's a big thing. So even though I agree with Matson um, in the fact that, you know, political years, whether it's Republican or Democrat, doesn't necessarily matter a lot. I think that he's a little incorrect when it comes to retirement portfolios, what that's going to look like when it comes to taxation. How will the politics affect our money is one thing, but how will our money in the market affect politics? There's some interesting research on this too here, John. We all know the market has had a horrible first quarter, but the second quarter was actually one of the best in 20 years. Absolutely. So looking back, we go to this guy quite frequently here on the show. He's investment strategist and a great market historian, Sam Stovall. He says that that has happened four different times in election years mm -hmm. where the market drops in quarter one, but then it recovers in Q2. And all four times the incumbent president was defeated. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, that's an interesting comment. And, and some of you may actually remember out there, uh, we actually had Sam Stovall on the show in 2016 mm -hmm. uh, before the presidential election then. And he had a very different thought process about who the president was going to be based on what the market had done. And uh, when almost everyone was saying, uh, Hillary's going to win, Hillary's going to win, his statistics proved true. He said, ah, you, you can really kind of see what happens in the year of an election. If the market is positive between August and October, that basically uh, you get a 90% chance of that incumbent or incumbent party staying in power. Mm -hmm. However, if the market is down in any amount in that period of time, then you will typically have the other side win. So ah. that was the Republican Party who knocked off the Democrats at that point in time. Yeah. He was exactly correct. And interestingly enough, what we're looking at here, I hate it that he may be completely right on this. I don't know. Huh. But over the past 60 years, this has happened four times. 1960, 1968, 1980, and then 1992, hmm. um, where the incumbent president was defeated any of those times. And it did not matter uh, what the previous party was or, or the right. incumbent party. It didn't matter if it was Republican or Democrat. It uh, made no difference. Here's the thing, though. If the S&P declines at all from August through October, the president is replaced 88% of the time. Hmm. So think about that. So right now, uh, the way it looks is very interesting. He says that, okay, you know, all four times that we've had a, an economic quarter one go terrible, quarter two, it doesn't make any difference. They're replaced. But every one of those times that rebound did not get it back, did not get it back to over where it began. So basically, if the market is positive going into October at all on the year, 
And actually, the NASDAQ, as of, well, I think, later in the week, right? The NASDAQ was positive on the year, yeah. like double digits. Right. So, no, that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about the S&P. Now, the S&P is not positive on the year right now. If it ends up positive, then I think Sam would have both of those situations still be correct. Um, but this is something to think about, because now we're seeing statistics uh, prove that we vote with our pocketbooks, right? Yeah. The coronavirus, the racial unrest, uh, the civil unrest, and, and, and the things that are going on, they could force people to feel a little differently if they don't feel like their pocketbook is where they want it to be. And it doesn't matter what side that's on. And so I know that you know everyone has tried to get this guy out of office since the day he took office. Right. Since before he took office, they've tried to get him out. Um, it'll be interesting to find out if they actually can do it. It doesn't really matter who's going to be in office. We can kind of see the writing on the wall. Uh, we can already see Biden's already promising more taxes. <laughs> If that's what we want to vote for. And see, the thing of it is he can get away with that because the never Trumpers are going to vote for him anyway. Right. Even if that would wreck their future portfolios, they are so hell bent on ideology, they don't really care. Yeah. And the problem is, is that I don't care about the political side of this. For me, I want people to be personally responsible for our own actions. Yeah. That to me was what the original, the original concept of what the way I understood Republicanism, which was Ronald Reagan, the way that he understood it. He said that government creates twice as many problems as it tries to attempt to fix. Yeah. And I believe in that. If we were all personally responsible, we didn't need handouts. We didn't need those things. If we were all personally responsible, I think the world would be a better place. So if that happens to put me on the Republican side, it does. But I would vote for that no matter what they called that party. Mm -hmm. Personal responsibility, I think, is strong, which is why on the show and, and throughout finances, I really want people to be personally responsible. It means you have to be educated, but we have to know. So I hope that Sam's numbers uh, don't prove accurate this time around. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but historically, guys, he's been kind of right. So if you believe one way or the other, go out there and vote. Vote your conscience. Mm -hmm. Vote the way you want to. I'm never going to steer anyone either way. But be personally responsible to go out there and vote for who you feel is a better fit for the direction of our country. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Drop us an email with yours at retirementsolutionradio.com. We know more than probably any other group, John, the people who are hurting the most after this pandemic are our small business owners out there. I've, I don't know about you. I've sure. tried to, uh, you know, even when I'm just doing curbside, I try to think local right now. I don't, Absolutely. I don't even do the chains and it's no offense to our chain restaurants or anything, but I'm really trying to help our local business owners as much as possible right now. Absolutely. A lot of our favorite places are starting to close and uh, it's kind of sad to see that happening. And I think a lot of business owners are wondering, can they hang on? A good example of that is Kamal Ali, who owns the iconic Ben's Chili Bowl restaurant in Washington, D.C. We anticipate being significantly slower than we were before we, before we had COVID, right? Uh, we have a tremendous amount of tourist business, for example. And the, all those tours are done. They're stopped. They're, when are they coming back again? Next year? Maybe? So I know that's mm. one of those must-see spots when you go to D.C. and sure. uh, have to go to Ben's Chili Bowl, but they may not be there much longer. How, so. how sad would that be? Yeah. I was driving by the other day, and I noticed that uh, one, of, one of my favorite breakfast spots it was closed. And I thought, well, you know, maybe they just haven't reopened. Maybe they couldn't restaff properly. Mm -hmm. And later found out the owner of it uh, actually lives in my neighborhood, uh, discovered that uh, they weren't going to reopen. Uh. He was about five years from retirement himself and actually thought, you know what, it's going to be so much harder 
to try to regain momentum. I'm going to have to go through so much. He did not want to go into more debt just to open up. So he's going to look for something completely different. Yeah. And, and that's a big deal. We have so many people that I'm, that I'm hearing as I'm asking questions, especially on the small business owner side, they're doing a few things. They're saying, man, you know, can we still survive if we stay in business? Is it going to work for us? Mm-hmm. Part two, they're saying, can I potentially have a lot fewer employees and still try to earn a profit? Right. Now, guys, that hurts a lot of us. That hurts yeah. a lot of folks that are out there needing paychecks, right? Yep. So if even if you've been furloughed, the question is, is your boss, is your company even going to be able to try to hold on to you? Even if they want to, even if you're their A-plus employee, yeah. are they going to be able to? But as small business owners, I think one of the biggest things that we're always trying to do is try to understand what can we do to give our clients or our customers the best thing we can. And the second thing we're trying to do is how do we keep our employees happy? And throughout a lot of this, it's just a lot of businesses do not run on huge profit margins, Jennifer. Right. They just don't. I mean, you think, oh, well, that place has been there forever and ever, like Ben's Chili Bowl. And like my breakfast spot, they've been there for a long time. You assume, oh, they're rolling dough. (laughs) Only to find out they have an unbelievable amount of debt just to try to make it work. And for the amount of hours, especially in the restaurant industry, it happens to be that way. But if you look at the amount of hours that those small business owners put into that, there is no way. They could have a $4 an hour job and be paid more at the end of the year than what many of these guys make. And it has nothing to do with just restaurants. I see the same thing with mechanics places and all these type of structures. Anything that deals with, with travel right now is just getting obliterated. Yeah. And I don't know what the outcome is going to be long term. We hope it's going to be better, but it's really hard to know. So here's a few things we can do to turn lemons into lemonade. If you have lost your position, you need to take more control of that 401k from that job. You need to get out of a 401k structure. Why? Because 401ks are very prohibitive. It is very difficult to get money out of a 401k if you're not 59 and a half. If you do an actual rollover, of course, if you're no longer in service with that company, you can do a rollover into your own self-directed IRA. By self-directed, Jennifer, it means you control it. Uh, (gasps) Awesome. Novel concept, (laughs) isn't it? You have control over your own money. Uh huh. And that's the whole point. So if you have those 401ks out there and you're no longer working for that company, get it in your own control. I really recommend someone utilize an advisor for that to make sure you do that correctly. Yeah, you don't because want to mess with, this up. Exactly. Plus, you want to ask a few of those questions. Hey, you know, if I need to get to this money, can I get to it? Not that I want to. And guys, if at all possible, please don't dip into that 401k money or the IRA money uh, before 59 and a half, please. Uh, and, and if you're worried if it's going to work out, please just, just seek out guidance. Even if you decide to do it or you need to do it or you have to do it, you just need to know the pros and cons. You need to know the ramifications because sometimes the tax and the penalties to pull that out are really terrible. Part two, you may never be able to get the opportunity to put it back in. Mm -hmm. And then again, that shows about retirement. How can we retire if we don't have enough money to do it? So that's one of those big things. And if you're a small business owner, you really need to figure out, could you potentially survive this correctly by staying in business? Do you have an opportunity to sell out? Is that a situation? If you have debt, is it truly worth it getting back and staying back in there? But there are so many different strategies that are available to all of us, but we have to seek it out. We have to do that. Our small business owner community, guys, I'm on your side. I'm one of you. But if you're having trouble, don't be embarrassed. 
don't be afraid to seek out assistance. It, believe me, there is no shame in what has happened to all of us. Right. So we have to make sure we emerge stronger. I need you guys to all survive through this. I need you to thrive. I need this economy to keep moving yeah. for all of us, for the sakes of not only ourselves, but for our kids and grandkids. So if you're in that situation, we will send you to the right people. If you just give us your information, we will find out who you need to get help from. We don't do that stuff, but we will give you assistance any way we can, whether it be from a really good bank or the Small Business Administration or whatever we can do. We're here for you guys whenever we can be. And I know we've talked about a number of serious issues on today's show, John, but uh, here's the bright side. Even over these past several, several now, tough months for a lot of us, you've still been helping people retire. And so sometimes the news is better than people expected. And I think probably that's why I I do this on the show from time to time. I, I do want you to hear I am passionate about this side of things. A lot of people are maybe not making the right choices because they don't realize it's still going to completely work out for them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just need to run that by someone. I had a, a couple that I was talking to a couple of weeks ago and they were just like, John, there's just no way we're going to have to keep working forever. Well, we just ran the analysis for them. They were going to not only be perfectly fine, they don't ever have to go back to work if they don't want to. They don't have to do anything different and they're going to have more income in retirement than they ever thought. Wow. That's the amazing thing. But they needed for someone else to take that stress off of their shoulders so they could make a good decision. Guys, the stress hormone, the cortisol hormone that we all get, you know, when you study neuropsychology, like I do. (laughs) You geek. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But when you when you study that, what you realize is our body produces a hormone that not only does it not allow us to think correctly, makes us overweight. It makes us feel terrible. It's all because of stress. So if you can sometimes just dish off that stress, if it's financial stress, give my staff a call. They might be able in less than an hour to show you, you don't have any stress to have at all. And if you make a couple smart moves, you could be a completely different ball game. So don't think it's all doom and gloom. I talk sometimes doom and gloom because I'm seeing a path out there of this country that I don't really love, Uh, but I think we can make it better. But that comes down to what I always say. It comes down to personal responsibility and we're all captains of our own vessel. So let's just make sure we're doing that right. Have questions for John? Drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.